Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me for these morning shows is your co-host, Spaz. As always, powered by caffeine. I haven't had any yet this morning. I haven't had any, because I had a stomach ache last night, so I've been just keeping it to water And uh, right now, and... um yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling the lack of the caffeine <laughs> right now. Fair enough. Oh my god, uh, friends! It is six a.m. here on the uh, west coast of America because we have a guest uh, joining us from. Okay, here we go. Daventer, the in the Netherlands. Uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, Roy von Apposen. Oh my god. I okay, I hope I did it okay. I tried. Uh a Funcraft Games here to talk to us about a space flight exploration game he's got in the works called Earth Analog. Uh welcome, Roy. Yeah, welcome. Uh, oh, uh, nice to be here. <laughs> oh, it's nice yeah, to have you. My name's uh, pretty nice. Okay, I I really do try. Now, uh I wish we could have every developer on the on the podcast, but we can't. But I try to get developers whose games look interesting, and your game looks really interesting. Uh, your email said it was fractal based, if I recalled correctly, when you initially emailed me. And uh, and you look at the screenshots, and you look at the video, and you're like, "What is going on here? This is a crazy looking thing." <laughs> It looks, it looks amazing. It kind of looks like um, if you've seen the Ant Man movies. It looks like the um, oh god, what's the what's the what's the micro place they go to? Um, Spaz, you know what I'm talking about? Like the the real the like where the guy's wife was stuck for 20 years. Uh, what is that? I can't remember offhand. I'm sorry. Oh my god! But you know what I'm talking about? Where everything's like really. I do. Everything, yeah. What the hell? Ugh. Anyway, it looks like it. It looks fascinating. So I'd like for you to tell tell us, like, because yeah, it's it's a flight game, and it lo- and and that looks awesome. But you're like looking for a new home, I believe. What is the basis? What is the um? What is the uh, the the the? Like, give us the elevator pitch of Earth Analog for those of for those folks who might not know what it is. Yeah, so uh, Earth Analog is basically a uh, flight adventure game in uh, which you control a spacecraft, a science exploration spacecraft. Your mission is to uh, find a new home for the humankind, an Earth Analog. Um, and what you're basically doing, you're following in the footsteps of a previously sent out uh, a vessel, which uh, wasn't heard of uh, for a couple of years. And now you have to check out what has happened to this other science vessel and can you ultimately find the Earth analog. Um, so you have to fly to, to a segment of the universe, in, uh, so in deep space, and uh, yeah, visit all kinds of strange and mysterious worlds uh, which uh, in which each world has its own yeah, puzzles, mysteries, which you have to solve. And uh, the final goal is to find the Earth analog. Yeah, I, I gotta say, based on the video and stuff I've seen, a lot a lot of space games when you go to so called alien worlds, they all look like Wisconsin, 
or Venus <laughs> or whatever. But I got to say the the worlds that you show in the trailer here that we're looping in the background, uh, a lot of them, some of them really do truly look alien, uh, which I'm guessing is because of the fractal based nature of how these procedural planets are generated. Can you tell that? And that's one of the big hooks of the game. So can you tell us more about the uh, fractal based um, planets that you're going to be using that we're going to be flying around? Yeah, so uh, the the game is based on a uh, on a certain technique for rendering, which is called distance field, signed distance fields, and these distance fields these are uh, these are generated using mathematical functions, and uh, I, I played around with these medical mathematical functions for a long time. You can get really really interesting results, really strange results. Um, and these fractals are just mysterious on their own. So I thought, well, maybe I can make a space game of this uh, because, I mean, space exploration has a certain feel of mystery. I think that's that's what it should be, like, in, for instance, uh, a movie like Interstellar. And But these, these fractals also have this mysterious element. You never know what you're going to get, you know? If I change some parameters, I get a new world. So I tried to combine both, and... Um, and using this this special rendering technique, you can really um, visualize these these mathematical functions. Uh, another benefit of these functions is that they they change. If I change some parameters, the whole world changes. We can can do a lot of cool puzzles with it. Are you still hear me? Sorry, sorry. I'm I'm trying a new method of push to talk and I forgot to unpush. <laughs> um, also, I'm half asleep. Uh, so basically, well, so it sounds like the player will have a little bit of control over the fractalness of things to solve puzzles. Is that is that what you were just getting at? Yeah. So I I, I when I create the game, I, uh, I I use the the parameters of the functions to create the worlds. The player in the in the game will find a certain technology, which I call the dimension device, which which he can change the the fractal nature of the world. So you can go from one dimension of a planet to another, and the world changes around you. Oh, it's also wow. shown in the trailer. Yeah, the first part of the trailer shows this principle. Yeah, and, and it looks fascinating, and that just. That adds an, another element to the exploration because, like, even if you go to a world, when you get this device, you can change that world. So it's not the same world you arrived on. That's so, correct. yeah. Wow. Because I got to tell you, I, exploration is probably my favorite part of any space game. And not a lot of games really try to do it right. You know, I can think of maybe on one hand the games that get exploration that do it really well, you know. So I have to say I really appreciate you going for an exploration focus and not like a combat focus. Um, no, in, there's there's no combat in this game. Oh, there's none? Wow. None, okay. none, none so ever. Wow. Just... You're a science vessel. You, you don't have weapons, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the only oh, weapon if, is if your you brain. <laughs> yeah, you have your brain, and, and you can maybe uh, collide with something to cr to crush it, or, or I don't know. But uh, 
mean, when you go to outer space, what are the chances of finding real aliens? You know, so why why bring weapons? That's fair. You know, it's so big. We sometimes forget how big spa- outer space is because warp drive and hyperdrive and blah blah blah. But no, it's it's it, that's it, that's all peanuts to space, as uh, yeah. as uh, Douglas Adams said. <laughs> it's mind-bogglingly huge. Um, no, that that makes a lot of sense, and that that uh, that mu- that adds layers to the gameplay that you don't see, which is a lot of in other games, which is great. And again, I gotta thank you for the exploration focus, because oh my god, I wish more games did exploration well, because there's such a thrill to it. There's such a thrill yeah, to the, thought, the discovery. Yeah, I agree, and uh, I really enjoyed Norman Sky uh, for, for for the exploration focus. Uh, however, what I was missing in Norman Sky is that when you land on the first planet, for instance, you have to uh, scramble to find parts of your ship, and after ten minutes or so, some uh, a squadron of uh, ships flies over, and that that's something. That that really took me out of the experience because I want to feel lonely in space, you know, oh. all alone and there's nobody there. That's that's the feeling you will get in Earth Analog. You're totally alone uh, in a really tiny ship, and it's, it's all up to you. Oh man, yeah, because so there are no aliens either. It's just you. Is, am I getting well, that correct? Are, there are aliens. Oh. There is a, but it's a bit uh, it's a story based uh, game, so I won't uh, spoil anything. But okay, um, you will not fight them like in a uh, in a space shooter game or something, right? Because yeah, the the scenes you have in the trailer here, and 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 that's all I've basically been able to see really is the trailer. Uh, are very lonely. They're very. Uh, that, that's a really good word for it. Is lonely. They're very. You're by yourself. You're flying through caves. You know. You're not. You're not talking yeah. to anybody. You're solving puzzles and things, and and yeah, you're just I, you're lonely. I kind of like that because like space is so vast, and yet so many other games, it's like full of. You can't go anywhere without running into another ship or another, you know, and and that's fine, you know, for for other games. But like, this kind of game sounds like it's really trying to do something different, which I really appreciate because. You have to do something different with all the games coming out these days. You know, you have to really. (laughs) Well, it's also fair to say that with with exploration as a focus, if you're the only ship around, you're the one doing the exploring. If there are other ships around, it doesn't make that much sense that you'd be exploring when there's a lot of other ships around you. That's what kills me in other games. Yeah. Like, I'm flying around, there's this fog of war, but there's a million other ships around. Like, why do I have to un- why do I have to do this fog of war when there's a million other ships around that have already seen everything? That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I get it from a gameplay perspective and a making the universe feel alive perspective. I'm not knocking those games that do that, but that that's one thing that's always bugged me about a lot of space games. It's like you start with a lone ship and there's a big map and it's you don't know the map, but there's a million other ships going around that do know the map. Can't you buy a map from them? Can't you, you know, <laughs> or something? For God's sakes, uh, trade GPS information, right? Or, or you'd, you'd you'd think there'd be like a system of satellites giving everyone all this navigational data, so no one would run into each other, no one would get lost, or blah blah blah. 
But no, <laughs> figure figure it out, dum dum. Like, wait, this makes no sense. Yeah, I'm with you there, man. I, I am I am with you there. And so and, and so with with this one, you don't have to like craft anything or build your ship or anything, right? Is 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 that what well, I'm you're, hearing? You're, you already have uh, basically all the technology. Oh, there, it's possible to upgrade uh, ship systems. You will okay. find upgrades during the game, which like will the, unlock certain, like uh, like for instance, this like the dimension which you can change dimension device. Yeah, dimension yeah, 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 yeah. Right, and uh, you will find boosters and stuff like that. Um, oh, good. Or uh, a, a way to survive uh, near a star. Um, oh, but. Uh, your ship is with you there and it will not change basically in a way that's kind of a relief because the thing that usually i i tried no man's sky many times and i dig it i love what it's trying to do but it's like i don't want to build anything i don't want to craft anything just give me a ship and let me go that's all i want (laughs) just give me a ship let me fly it let me just go and find stuff that's all i want to do i don't want to build a base i don't want to craft a new engine or any of that nonsense. <laughs> I know a lot of people love that, but that is not me. And so I'm really, that gets me even more excited for this. To be perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, P- Paradical over on YouTube is asking when we can play this. And I think you've slated it for Q1 of next year. Yeah. So the plan is Q1 next year, but, uh, a bit depends on uh, on uh, the new uh, Elite Dangerous uh, release. I think they will also uh, release in Q1. So it might not be uh, a good idea to release uh, the next day. You know. Oh, that's that's fair. Yeah, they got their space legs upgrade coming, um, yeah. <laughs> where you can walk around and stuff, which everyone says they want. But then you get it, and you're like, "No, nah, I didn't want this." <laughs> I don't want to run around a damn space station to do one thing. Uh, so I, I'm very, I'm very dubious about their space legs upgrade. Uh, honestly, but you're right. That is a big deal. That is going to be a big deal. Um, when that comes but out, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for a Q1. So I, basically I got most of the game is done. I'm just working on uh, polishing and, uh, uh, yeah, maybe add some localization. How long have you been working but, uh, on? How, how long have you been working on it? I think uh, about a year or two. Oh wow, that's actually pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm I'm doing it in my spare time also, by the way. So it's in the spare hours. Right. I've, I've been working with the technology for a longer time. So. Uh, oh, I see. I see. I see. Uh, now is. Pretty- Sorry, God. I want to say it's a, it's a, it's an old technology, but uh, it requires a really, uh, it requires a good GPU to uh, to generate uh, the visuals. So I would imagine I think it, now it's possible, uh, but you still will will need a good GPU for this. Like, what would you say is the minimum GPU for this thing? Well, if uh, my own taking my own uh, GPU as the minimum, which is uh, GeForce uh, 1060. GTX. Okay. That's, that should be able to run it. That's still a pretty, re- that's a, you know, that's a very reasonable card in this day and age still, you know, like a lot of people, 
I know a lot of people who still haven't upgraded from the 10 series. Um, yeah, so that's the thing to uh, to take it to into account. Uh, right. Okay. That's cool. And now, is the entire engine custom, or is this like built? I, I might have missed this earlier, and again, I'm half asleep, so I apologize. But is the entire <laughs> engine custom, or is like, is it part of this fractal thing you have in Unity, or what? What? Or what's going on with the? Um... Oh no! No, it's an, it's entirely custom. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, that is great because. Good. Made some uh, games before. Uh... And, uh, this is just a continuation of that. Oh, what other games have you made? I made a game about uh, driving a train. It was called Hyper Train. Uh, I think I've seen that one. I think I've seen that one. Yeah. Wait a wait a minute. That sounds very familiar. That sounds that sounds it was, very. Uh, it was a it was a train driving game. So you had to, it was a hyper train driving game. So you had to go with uh, a lot of high speed through. Uh, landscapes and evade uh, objects and other trains. Uh. Oh yeah, I have this on my wish list. <laughs> hey, well, that's that's great. <laughs> no, yeah, I've heard about this one. It looks really neat. It's a, is is it a similar technology to what you're using for Earth Analog? Because it, it oh, it's a totally different. Oh, okay. The, the, the hypertrain is a more conventional way of uh, rendering stuff. You know, with polygons. This uses uh, ray marching, which is kind of like a ray tracing algorithm. Wait, ray marching? Did you say? Ray marching. I've never heard of that before. It's a, it's a known technique, and it's used, for instance, in the PC demo scene. They use it a lot. Uh, it's also often used to generate clouds, you know, uh, which you see in video games, volumetric uh, graphics. Huh. Uh, this game uses this for everything except for the the cockpit. <laughs> so, um, so how 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 big is the universe you get to fly around in this game? Is it like a lot of systems or a few systems with a lot of detail? Like how like how 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 much exploration are we are we looking to get out of this thing? Uh, well, uh, the, the the plants are all handmade. So I generated them with uh, algorithms and uh, everything. There's about 30. Ooh, okay. At the moment. But I'm planning to add more later on. But for the, the main quest, so there's a main quest you have to follow to uh, visit about 30 planets. And um, there will be some side planets uh, because part of the game is also... But like I said, you have to upgrade your ship. Uh, you have to maintain your ship systems, repair. You also have to do some resource management uh, because your ship needs some fuel. You need some water to survive. Uh, you need some resources to be able to fix your ship. So you have to find those resources on the planets as well. That's a, that's another gameplay aspect, a bit of uh, finding resources, scanning, Ooh. Uh, repairing. I do love drill. that. So you have to drill for <laughs> No, I'm I'm good with that. I love I love a good my I love some good space mining. No, I'm 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 all on board for that or pro, or or probing or whatever. You know, finding resources. <laughs> if you get uh, bored finding resources, you can also use your probe. You have a probe on board which you can instruct to uh, look for a certain resource, and we'll do that. 
Oh, yeah, some I'm, assistance here. But I'm guessing you looking for it yourself is more effective than the probe? Yeah, probably. But, uh, you know, you can, while you're looking for, let's say, an artifact somewhere, uh, the probe can look for uh, for water. You don't have to do uh, do that anymore. You know, so it's, it's a handy, handy addition. You will find the probe later on in the game, but you get uh, fed up with the uh, mining. Oh, so you don't start you don't start with the probe. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's something you find later on. Uh. Okay. Do you ever get out of the ship like at all, or are you always in the no. cockpit? Always in the cockpit. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. Okay. You don't <laughs> that's have any all... legs. Uh, you're, oh, you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I appreciate that because uh, sometimes I don't want to get out of the cockpit. You know, so I—I I mean, I appreciate that. It would, that could be something I would add later on, except the you know the the scale at which the game plays out uh, is is real planet scale. Eh? The, the plans themselves, the terrain changes. It's large scale, and uh, it, it, it's not really interesting to get out of the cockpit. Yeah, you can rock around and uh, maybe you know see the hills from first person. But uh, there, there isn't much detail up close. Well, there are no leaves of grass or something like that. So not really interesting to uh, to basically walk around, I think. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Someone just... Something like that would be a remote control of a probe, for example. Rather than getting out of your ship, per se, you're just looking into a monitor and the viewpoint is from the camera's drone, you know, that, that, yeah, yeah, that does, that could be, an idea. Know, that, that's the sort of thing where you don't necessarily have to be out of your ship to do that. Yeah. That's, that's, an idea. A, that's a nice idea. Like Only the, the probe is just an automatic robot. You gave an instruction from, well, find, find some water for me. It will, it will go out and it will come back with uh, the coordinates. I like the idea of uh, trolling the probe directly. But, yeah. You know, get it in some cave or something and uh, navigate it around a small cave. In the, in the chat, someone said, imagine getting out of your ship and watching it be swallowed by the, the landscape. That sounds, yeah, that's another reason not to get out of your ship. Uh, <laughs> but apparently that's the thing that could happen in another game called The Outer Wilds. I don't know if I want to play that now. Uh. <laughs> that must be must be a really good game uh, for a lot of uh, positives about it. Yeah, I have to, honestly. But watching my ship get swallowed by the landscape does not sound like something I want to see. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> uh, that 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 sounds that sounds sand planet. Oh God, no, thank you. No, th- no, thank you. Yeah, I, I want my ship not to be swallowed by sand. Oh God. Ugh. <laughs> Be like one of those old cartoons where you park in quicksand or something. <laughs> Even though you never see quicksand in real life. We were in cartoons all over the place when you were a kid. <laughs> well, your, your, your ship won't be swallowed, but uh, Thank God. when you use this dimension device, you, well, the surroundings change, and you really have to watch out not to collide with the, the changing environment. Oh, can that happen? Can you like get yeah, knocked that's one around? Of the dangers. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, if you get hit by a by a mountain or something, that's uh, that's bad. Oh. Oh yeah. So. So should you do the dimension drive? Dimension device. I keep wanting to call it dimension drive because that's a game. Um, <laughs> can you use the dimension device like while you're in midair, or do you have to land to use it? Uh, you have to be within uh, one kilometer of terrain to start it, uh, but then you can fly away. Oh, okay. So you can start it and then get the hell out of there, watch the result, and then land again. That's uh, that's most of the times that's the the best thing to do. Okay. There's Oof. also a mechanism in the game is that uh, it's called uh, have these uh, dark energy zones. So I'm hearing a strange uh, noise. Okay, I'm sorry you can hear that. That is that is a car of my neighbor <laughs> <laughs> who starts it every day at 6:30 a.m. And it's one of the most annoying things about living here. Like, I love where I live, but that guy starting up that horrible machine every day at 6.30 a.m. It's, it's a monster truck. I don't know what the hell. I, I think it's like a Dodge with a big-ass engine in it. And uh, it, it it's so, it's annoying. It, and it's every day. It's every freaking day. And I'm sorry that the mic picked that up. Um, I apologize for that. I've been trying to do more push-to-talk stuff, but I forgot to do the push-to, you know, silence myself. So I apologize for that, y'all. Uh, What's that uh, talking about? Uh, the dark energy? Yeah, dark it's energy. Another, yeah. It's another concept in the game is that um, you normally you fly with your uh, normal engine and you have normal thrust. There are patches in the world or around objects which have dark energy, and your ship can use that to to uh, accelerate. Uh, while you're in such a zone, you can accelerate even faster. And, uh, if you get uh, good at it, you can uh, go from A to B just by using these patches without using any uh, your your main engine. Oh. Uh, that's something to make the flying more exciting, you know, and give you a, a, a way to escape a changing terrain easy, more easily. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so that gives your engines, like, not necessarily a boost, but it gives you, like, I guess maybe it is a boost. That's... It's, it's, a, it's a boost. It's a local boost, you know. If you, if you fly out of the zone, then you don't have the, uh, the benefit anymore, so... Oh, I see. I see. There's so, quite so for a... instance, go ahead. Sorry. The, 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 a good thing about it, I think, is that the, because the dark energy is around matter, if you want to use the dark energy for for fissile, for your velocity, you have to fly close to the ground. It's, it makes it more exciting. Uh, okay, so you can't just find it anywhere. That makes sense. Um, it encourages you to go down to the planets, you know. Yeah, and, so uh, yeah, good, good, correct. Uh, and and so how many like in in the trailer here? Like it looks like we have, I think in the trailer there's like four or five different types of planets. Like one looks like a completely ocean planet, and one looks. 
uh, like it's a bunch of ru- like Incan ruins or something. Um, how many different types of planets are in the game so far? I mean, you said there are about 30 of them all together, but like I'm talking different, like, like there's a jungle yes, planet. Yeah, you have a, a couple of uh, types, indeed. You have uh, ocean worlds, um, you have asteroids, uh, arid worlds, uh, tropical worlds, um, I think that's it. And moons, of course. There are some some planets have moons. You can you can also land on the moons. You can land on everything you see. Um, so yeah, there's some diversity there. And there's the the strange planets, you know, the fractal, the re- the really weird fractal planets. Um, yeah, they they don't they're mostly in the in the tropical or arid category. Right. You have a, you also have a, a lava. Sorry, lava worlds. There's there's one world which is really one planet which is really close to a star, really close to a star. And uh, what you have to do there is you have to stay out of the sunlight. So you have to go through the caves. So you have to go subsurface to go to a certain point. Oh, you have to hide from the sunlight. Whatever you get in the sunlight, you're yeah, you're you're melt. That's a that's a, a gameplay like that. You know, there's oh yes, world has a its own way to solve the world i dig it uh now well when you're going through the the story because the game has a story uh when you're going through the story is it like a linear like sector jumping thing where you jump from one sector to the next kind of like ftl or do you have a little more control as to where you go from one point to the other yeah so um the, in the beginning, you're following uh, the signal of a of the of another ship. Yeah? So okay. the, the previous ship that went there, you're you're following in its path. You're, you're basically following its beacons. So that's mm. that's, li- that's linear. Uh, but there's a certain point which you can go uh, to. Uh, you can branch out to other parts of the galaxy, for instance, to find certain artifacts or technology. Um, you always have the freedom to go anywhere, but the the quest is linear. Oh, I see. So I, I, if you want to follow the class, it's a linear story. But you have the possibility to branch out to other planets to, to do other stuff like mining or uh, in technology or stuff like that. And is there just the one like main story? Or are there any like like side quests or anything like that? Or is there just the one main story? There's, there's uh, only one main story. There, there are no side quests. That's fair. I think uh, to complete the story, uh, if you're fast, it will be about twenty hours. That's fast. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> I I'm not fast. I'm like I want to go over there, and I want to go like with a game like this. I want to see everything. You know, I want to go everywhere. So it doesn't sound like it'd be twenty hours for me. <laughs> But, uh, but that's, if you want to go everywhere, it's probably more. Yeah, I would think. Uh, but 20 hours for like a straight shot, that's still pretty good. You know, it's still a, quite a bit of story gameplay right there. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, you find... the game is a... Uh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. It's a slow paced. Eh? So it's not... Uh, it's not high action game. Uh, it's, it's, it's I'd say it's like seventy percent slow pace, relaxed, 
And then once in a while, you have these high intensity parts. And what are those? Are those like puzzle type things, like timed puzzles, or what are the high? Oh, uh, don't want to spoil, but uh, for instance, um, there's a planet where you, uh, uh, and first you have to f- find some beacons, and you're following a signal, and you have to find some artifacts. Then suddenly, an, an anomaly occurs, and uh, the water level starts rising, and you get these giant waves you have to avoid. Um, things like that happen occasionally. Ooh. Uh, there's you have this uh, this planet with uh, uh, there's a Taurus planet, and so uh, not all planets are uh, spheres. Uh, there's a there's a planet in the in the uh, in the shape of a of a donut, basically, <laughs> which is physically possible. <laughs> but you have one of those, and oh, uh, wow. well. Th- so you're just flying there, and then suddenly something happens, and you're inside the Taurus planet. There's an inner planet. You know, there's sometimes you will uh, will wake up from the the meditation. Oh, jeez, that sounds that that all sounds great. Because I mean, sometimes you want something a little more languid, you know, a little more slow paced than. Um, and it doesn't sound like there's anything like, like you got to get fuel and stuff, but there doesn't sound like there's any real like survival elements to this. Like you don't have to worry about like food or any of that nonsense. It just sounds like you need to worry about fuel for your ship and whatnot. Is that, is that right? Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. So there is some, and uh, like you said, you have to uh, collect some fuel, you have to collect some water to collect some iron. But uh, it's 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 a minor gameplay loop. The the, the focus is really on just going, playing the quest and uh, finding uh, and solving the planets. So uh, that's the main focus. Flying. There's a lot of flying, which is good. That's that's how it should be. Now it says on the Steam page, you're gonna have full uh, Hodus support, which is which is wonderful. Um, I have to thank you for that. Um, but I'm sure you're going to support game pads and, and, and mice and all like, like, how do you play it when you're, when you're playing it? What do you use when you're playing it? Uh, I use uh HOTUS, but also just mouse and keyboard. Oh, okay. So as well. Yeah. What well, I got to like ask HODIS what, because. Good. Sorry. It's, it's hard not to interrupt when you can't see each other folks. Uh, so that, that's just that's just what happens sometimes. I apologize. Please go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask which HOTUS you have. I have a Thrustmaster. Um, let see. It's a Thrustmaster, but I don't know ex- the exact model. I have to look it up. Okay. That's not connected right now. Hmm. Well, you're so lucky. I can look it up for you. No, no, I don't need to know exactly. I was just curious. Uh, you're lucky you have one because they are very hard to find right now. Um, what with? Oh, I didn't know. Well, with Microsoft Flight Simulator and then uh, Star Wars Squadrons coming out a few months apart, um, there was a real there was a real rush on joysticks and uh, Hodises. What's the plural of Hodis? Is it Hodises? I don't know. Um, but 
Yeah, the plural of those. And and now they're like almost impossible to find. So okay. good on, be careful with it. So good on yeah, 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 don't break it. <laughs> yeah. Oh like, man. But it's 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 more immersive, you know, for you. Oh yeah. I like I really like flying with the HOTUS. Uh, oh yeah, no, I'm ex- I'm excited that you have HOTUS support because uh it's just I think it makes things better. I mean, some games like Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, when they're designed for a gamepad, that's what you use, and it's wonderful with a gamepad. But like, when you have a real, like, good Hodus game, like, um, well, Elite does a very good job with that, for example. Um, it, it's just so immersive when you have a good Hodus experience. I think. Um, I think when, when flying is the main focus of the game, then then Hodus is just what you need. Absolutely. Do you, do, do you support multi-device? Because uh, I have a, my my Hodus is three different devices. So do you support multiple devices for your? Uh, no, no, not at oh. the moment. Okay, that's fine. Um, I got a joystick here that has a rudder twist and a little little throttle slider. That's fine. Um, the yeah, idea is that, that uh, after the first release of the game, uh, I will add. Uh, my, the intention is to uh, to add more stuff and uh, stuff like this could uh, be candidates. Oh, good, good. Yeah, because it's it's kind of rare for uh, a sim to support a multi-device uh, Hodus like mine. Sadly, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Um, so game, uh, which game does support it? Well, there are, there are a few like Elite does, and um, like a lot of flight sims do, like Microsoft Flight Simulator does. Um, Squadrons kind of does, but it's terrible. Um, <laughs> the Jump Gate, I don't know if you ever played Jump Gate back in the day, it actually does. Um, so yeah, there are some, that, uh, oh, and the Evercron games. Also support oh, yeah, yeah. Um, multi devices, but uh, a lot, of, a lot more games are just like the one device. Um, so that's that's totally that's totally fair. So you said you're planning to add more stuff once this uh, gets released. Like, what are you thinking besides Hoda support? What what else were you thinking of adding? Well, I promised uh, to uh, release a, a Linux version first. Um, well, that's that's the first thing I'll do, and uh, but yeah, you know the story. Uh, there's a there's a story in the game which could, you know, there, there could be a sequel. Um, oh, uh, so uh, and that's more in that that department, and adding maybe some functional uh, things, uh, maybe some more planets or minor uh, gameplay mechanics. I think mainly yeah, some uh, a continuation of the story. Okay, because like maybe you gotta find another planet or or some such, um, besides the one you found already, like another Earth analog, maybe. Because maybe, yeah, maybe maybe you didn't find it. You, I don't know. <laughs> or or maybe it's just it's 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 a great place, but it's not big enough for our current population here. We need to find another because. So so much science fiction is like, oh, we ruined the Earth. We got to get out of here, and uh, it really is going in that direction, isn't it? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, if this no. year is any indication, um, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you mean this year? The, what do you mean this year, this decade? Hasn't 2020 been 10 years? Isn't this, isn't this, been, a, isn't this been a decade? <laughs> well, March was a decade ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. I wonder if we'll look back on these twenty twenty on these twenty twenty podcasts and go, "Wow, they were depressed." <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. It really. Oh man, <laughs> we're all getting through, but damn, <laughs> just just damn. Oh man. So let's see. Um, I my brain is my brain isn't working right now, so I'm trying to think of more questions. Um, Spaz, do you have anything? Because I need I need to slap myself in the face a bit. So transcending dimensions is uh, is an aspect of the game. Uh, will there be any sort of how should I put this uh, as a sequel hook? Uh, maybe transcending to in another reality. Ooh. Um, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, what's reality? Yeah. Um, is, is, is the, the dimension you're currently in, is that reality or is it the other dimension? Uh, yeah, there, there's no, uh, there's no bias towards our reality. I think in this game, you know, um, but, um, Maybe you'll find your Earth analog in another dimension. That could happen. Why not? Uh, not spoiling anything here, I think. Uh, but uh, yeah, anything's possible. I think uh, with with these dimensions. I think there, there's enough. There's enough hooks for for a possible sequel. If 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 it works out with this first game and people like it, then uh, I, I have enough ideas for, uh, oh. for a sequel. Imagine you like tweak the dimension drive too much and you jump dimensions. Like you find you find the earth for your you find in your universe you find the earth analog for your people, but then like, oh, what happens if I do this? Next thing you know, you jump dimensions. It's like, oh no. <laughs> Where's everything? You travel to a dimension in which the, the ship that you're chasing after is your own. Oh yeah. That's, that's a really deep. <laughs> Ooh, Inception! Bwong. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's it's basically these these Christopher Nolan ideas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> this whole this whole game is a love letter to Christopher Nolan. Well, where's Batman? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> a Batman. Yeah, you're a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, that's why you have this ship and all this money because you're Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like a bet, you know. It kind of did. It kind of does a little. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> oh, you spoiled the game, man. Oh no, I ruined everything. You're really Bruce Wayne trying to find. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the world alter dimensions. Oh, oh! Goddamn! That's why you can't exit your spaceship. You know, you have this bed suit on and. Uh, <laughs> That's that's the laugh I needed at six forty four a.m. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Christopher Nolan. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Interstellar. 
It's a, I've actually uh, not like seen it. Interstellar. I, I've actually still not seen that one. Oh yeah, you should. If you like exploration, it, uh, I think it strikes strikes the, the right uh, tone. Well, let let me ask you this poignant question: Is it a bummer? Like, does it have a happy ending, or does it? You don't have to give me spoilers, but does it have a happy ending or a sad ending? And your your answer will determine whether I'm able to watch it or not with my wife or not. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's it has a happy ending. Okay, so I would agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My wife has what she calls a strict no bummers policy, and so okay. she will not watch anything, anything that has even the merest hint of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's a it's a happy ending. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good to know. Um. Without spoiling it, that's that's good to know because I do want to watch it at some point. I just I don't get to see a lot. I don't get to see a lot of movies, so it's just one of those. It's just one of those I've had on my list for a long time that I just never gotten around to. Well, be sure to check this one out. Uh. Yeah, I'll have to because I mean I love a good sci-fi movie and I love a good you know space movie. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I just haven't gotten around to seeing that one yet. But uh, I know a lot of people who love it, so it's it's one I know I should see. And yeah, I can kind of see, like, from what I've seen of um, Interstellar, I can definitely see some nods to it here, at the very least. Basically, the premise is the same. Eh? The, the Earth is, uh, like you said, uh, every year. Uh, Science fiction novel starts with. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say that's that's a very common sci-fi premise. That's a very very, and not to knock not to knock it or your use of it, you know, at all. It's a good sci-fi premise. That's why it keeps getting used, because because uh, I mean, just look at the world today. It's probably going to happen. <laughs> when so we're on the right we, track. Yeah, I mean, when we don't know, but it's probably going to happen. <laughs> Sadly, um. So no, it's it's a it's a very good premise to draw from. Uh, so 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 yeah, I'm not knocking it at all. Um, but I, I honestly can't wait to play this thing because I'm every time I see the ocean planet and the jungle planet that you fly over that kind of looks like Jumanji. I I really okay. just want to. <laughs> I really want to. Uh, are you gonna? Is is it gonna be straight to one when you launch? Or are you gonna do an early access launch? Like, what is your? Oh, it's a straight one Wow. Okay, I that's. Think, uh, early access doesn't fit. Uh, it's a story based game. That's fair. Basically, and that, that doesn't match with early access. And I also don't like. You know, early access and lately has gotten a bit of a bad taste. Oh yeah. No, you're you're absolutely um, right. You're absolutely right. I, I personally I don't buy your early access games anymore. A lot of people don't. These, uh, a lot of people don't, and I I can't blame you. I I love it myself, but uh, I I love it myself. But you know, because I love seeing how the sausage is made, and I love I, I love you know seeing how games change and evolve uh, on the way to 1.0. But at the same time, there is definitely a fatigue around it. There is definitely um, an early access fatigue. And there have been so many games that have just done early access wrong. They've been like, oh, we need money. Let's do it early access. Oh, we're never going to finish yeah, it. Then. <laughs> oh, 
need it and they just abandon the game, you know. Oh god, if yeah. It doesn't work out. Yeah, it's, so um, so as... I, did, I did some uh, I did some testing. I've I've got a group of testers, play testers. So it's a bit of like uh, having a small early access uh, interaction right. people. Yeah, exactly. They really helped me with uh, yeah, ironing out uh, the issues. Oh, that's good. You good, need that. Having You'd... having having good flight mechanics. You know, that's uh, some people are really sensible uh, sensitive about uh, flight mechanics. Um. Oh yeah, there's a, a lot of attention has been paid in, in getting uh, good flight mechanics for. The game. So uh, what the uh, the game also has it's uh, have the different uh, uh, flight uh, modes. Uh, so outside atmosphere, you have a different different flight mechanics than inside the atmosphere. Um, you can also see this in the ship. Eh? It, it, the, the wings are folded. You uh, uh, when you go out of the uh, atmosphere and. Uh, the uh, yeah the ship behaves differently uh, so more um, will be more inertia there won't be any uh, drag atmospheric drag so the thing is is totally different in the uh, airless world you have to take yeah take that into account it's, it's quite it can be quite difficult actually right. to fly without uh, an atmosphere and, and some uh, some systems it is uh, is uh, yeah this is a challenge. Well, you definitely when you said you're not doing early access, you definitely got some people interested in the chat because so many games do early access, and that's not a knock on them trying to do early access. If early access is done well, and a lot of times it is, if early access is done well, it really works out great for the game and for its player base. But you know, there's something to be said for just going for the straight 1.0 shot, and uh, <laughs> give me. Yeah, well, you know, what's the difference? Eh? I mean, if I do a 1.0 and just continue updating the game, it's, yeah. So there, there are different expectations. From an early access game, you would expect uh, to be bugs or unfinished gameplay. Um, yeah, there, there's a difference, of course, but uh, after the 1.0, I will still be polishing the game, fixing things, adding things. Right, and that's that's exactly how it should be. That's exactly how it should be. And you also got. Uh, and it sorry, God. Doesn't work with a story-based game. I think early access model. A lot. There are a lot of story-based games that are in early access. There's this one, uh, Weirmind, Weirmind, very story-driven. I mean, the story can go on on all these different branches, sure, but it's very story-driven, and it's early access. Yeah, it's like, it, why would I play this in early access? I don't want to be spoiled. Yeah, but but is it is it a game you would replay? So if you finish th- the game once, which you that's a good again? point. That's a good point. I think maybe, I don't know. Um, so if that isn't the case, then you're playing a yeah a alpha version of the game, basically. Oh, that's true. You're not but playing the finished game, so. The chat that's also. Sorry, the chat also is excited that um, you have um, a linear story. Because a lot of games, so many games these days try to be this big, massive, open world, um, you know, open world, you know, 100 hours extravaganza. And there's really something to be said for a focused narrative. You know, it seems like mostly adventure games get that and other story-based games. You don't see that a lot. You don't see as much in the in the space game realm these days. Um so yeah, that's uh, 
basically in the, in, the, in the first version of the game it was more open-ended uh i had one play tester who really convinced me that i should just focus on the adventure uh, because because it's it's something uh yeah it's uh it's not something that's done often you could say basically the game is a metroidvania if you if you look at it <sighs> game in, in, in gameplay with a gameplay glasses on it's a bit of a metroidvania in space Huh. You're unlocking, you're unlocking stuff. You're finding keys. Uh, you're gaining technology. Um, yeah, that's it's all first person in a spaceship rather than like jumping around levels on a on one planet. Yeah, so, if I would call it Metroidvania, a lot of people would cringe, but technically, no, it is. Uh, no, that that analogy for me. I mean, for me, when you said it, that's like, oh God, it is. It's exactly right exactly what this game is that is a great analogy yeah nothing wrong with using the concept just implementing it differently yeah exactly and and this is this is quite a different implementation Uh, hope you uh, you will like it it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a different game (laughs) oh it, it looks different but that's to its benefit i think because again I mean, we're in another golden age of gaming, especially with space games. There have been so many good space games coming out, which which is wonderful. But like, at the same time, you got to do something different to stand out. Like like we said earlier, and um, you 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 seem to be doing something really quite different. Um, so uh, so I got to give you props for that, and I cannot wait to play this once it's finally available. Uh, hopefully Q1 of next year. Uh, yeah, we should probably start wrapping up, actually. Um, so, yeah, get, friends, the game is... Um, I, I I haven't been my best podcaster today, so I apologize. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not at my best this morning. But uh, the game is um, Earth Analog... You can currently wishlist it on Steam. It is the planned release date is, um, as we said, quarter one of next year, 2021. Uh, And it looks like it has a lot going for it. If you want something more story driven or something with more exploration, then maybe uh, your typical space game. And again, uh, getting exploration right in a space game is rare and awesome when it happens. So this looks like it's going to do it. Uh, and I cannot wait for it. Uh, so Roy, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and out of your spare time working on this to, uh, to talk to us about it. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I haven't been the best host this morning. I really apologize. I've just been so I am, I'm not feeling great today. Uh, so I apologize for not being as on it as I might be otherwise, but, um, folks, uh, I got, I gotta get something. Um, my stomach is feeling better, so hopefully I can actually take some coffee now. Um, so folks, um, since we're doing a morning podcast, if all goes well, we'll do our usual stream today at 4 PM when we would do, we're, you know, we're flipping things around. And um, so today for our stream, we were given keys for uh, Slytherin's new 
real-time strategy game ICBM. And so uh, we're going to try that today at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Um, but that'll do it for this episode. Again, Roy, thank you so much for hanging with us. And folks, again, the game is Earth Analog. Go wishlist it on Steam. Uh, it looks really awesome, especially if you're into space exploration games, which we all should be. And um, drink water and juice more than water? And eat some oatmeal with no sugar. No, that's that's not a bad idea. I think we might have some juice. Um, I'll have to take a look. But uh, thank you for that. <laughs> have a great day, everyone. We will see you all later. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>